are we're rolling, Silas. Alrighty, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Ryan, for doing what you're doing. Oh, th- you're welcome. <laughs> um, so I guess first question: bread and roses. Tell me all about it. Well, <clears throat> it actually started 20, 20 plus years ago. I I bought a sailboat, and the name of that boat was Bread and Roses. And I always wanted to change a name. I kind of hated the name. People would look at me and point when I was at anchor, usually younger people. I never knew what Bread and Roses meant. And then, oh, about 10 years after, I discovered the naming, the, the meaning of Bread and Roses. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to that time, I was always going to change the name, but it would have cost $85 to the Coast Guard because it's, it's a U.S. documented boat, and I'm too frugal to spend $85 just to change the name. My wife, Anyway, my wife, 10 years later after having the boat, I was sitting on the couch at home, and I heard uh, uh, a labor union person talk about bread and roses. I okay. said, they just say bread and roses? Then I looked it up, and there's tons about bread and roses and it goes way back to 1910 women's suffrage and uh poor conditions and in mm-hmm. industry woolen mills and that thing and it was kind of like it started out more of a union type uh uh song it was their uh their theme song okay yeah <clears throat> well when i so i then i kind of liked the name not that i'm not a union person necessarily at all uh, but uh, I, I see what I, I watched the I watched uh, quite a few old interviews done with that group and realized what they were trying to accomplish. And then uh, it's just basically how I feel about life and how people should be treat each other. Okay. And and that's what. So anyway, the name Bread and Roses I have on my wall that I. I built a gymnasium here in Florence, and I uh, got three signs up that says "Bread and Roses and Montana." Mm-hmm. I saw and, that, yeah. Yeah, and anyway, that that sign kind of is a not necessarily a mission statement, but a general idea of what I'm trying to do there. And okay. bread bread simply means, in my opinion, and is it means uh, you know you have enough uh, funds either through barter or trade or, or wages to pay for medical expenses and education for the children and food and mm-hmm. and some vacation time and have enough finances to have a little savings and then to have a realization that if you make extra bread you can use it to help others that may need help whether it's a individual or a or some kind of organization. So okay, that's yeah. what bread means to me. And roses is basically meaning uh, uh, having interest in community and family and friends and taking time out to spend with uh, others. And uh, and under the idea of roses, it also benefits yourself to work with others and your, your health is better, longevity is better when you do a little volunteer work. And that's all under bread. Roses part of it, and Montana simply means, uh, you know, how blessed we are to live in this state. I yeah, I know? agree. <laughs> and uh, and I and it it says we should be good stewards of the land, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. that's going to have uh, ramifications more than ever when, as this environmental or energy and global warming thing comes around. And 
Again, I'm not sure I know where I'm at with the global warming, but I think sure. there's a real issue there. Oh, so, I, yeah, that, there's definitely a, a resource utilization and, and, and space issue, that's, that's for sure. I'm not sure what you meant there by space issue. Well, in terms of how we utilize our, our spaces. Oh, yeah. In, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, that's what, so, um, that's what Bread and Roses Montana is generally the mission's, somewhat the mission statement. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm actually uh, designing the place to be, not designing is not the word, but developing it to be a place where you go there to get a little exercise in various ways. Pickleball is one, but there's a whole lot of other things we'll be doing there. Yeah. As, as we get the youth center going, it's something I intend to get going pretty soon. So the exercise is part of it. A big part of it is the social, the mm-hmm. need for social, people looking each other in the eye instead of through a Zoom or through an eye or just for sure, or whatever. Yeah. And so the uh, social is very important and to see people having fun and enjoy each other and, you know. And they, uh, the other, uh, nutrition is the other thing that I was, is very important to me. We got to make major changes in nutrition. Yeah, you, you used to run a, um, a sort of kitchen in in Missoula, correct? Yeah, I had that for almost 30 years. And okay. uh, we started that in 1970, approximately. Wow. Uh, so it's 50 years ago. <laughs> and uh, when I opened up in Missoula, it, it was always almost like a nonprofit mm-hmm. business. It was a sole proprietor, but it, we never made any money. My prices were always very low. But I was very... Uh, firmly convinced of what I wanted to do there, the kind of place I wanted to have. Uh, I had just completed my master's thesis in chemistry and biochemistry, and I wrote my nutritional thesis on vitamin C from the University of Wyoming. This was back in 1970 or so. So I had an interest in nutrition after that thesis, but even prior to that, I had quite a lot of interest in nutrition. So when I opened the place up, it was way, way, way ahead of this time in Montana. Uh, to give you some specific examples, to start with, the food was just basic food, mm-hmm. nothing weird. I mean, it was vegetables, salads, uh, you know, some meat, some chicken, some fish. So it was pretty ordinary food, but no junk food of any kind. And specifically, uh, this is back in 1970, I never served a carbonated beverage a sugary beverage of any kind yeah. to anybody, child or adult. And if you've been in the restaurant business, you know that's big money selling that pop. <laughs> that's true, yeah. It that's costs, where you make your money. Yeah, that's where you make your money. And, and there's nothing to it except high fructose corn syrup and sugar and just pure, actually poison is about what it is. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't do that. Uh, we never had a deep fat fryer at our, at our restaurant. Only probably the only place in Montana without a deep fat fryer. Probably the only place in Montana that didn't serve pop. I'm I'm inclined to believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and nor did we ever serve desserts there, ice cream, mm-hmm. pies, and stuff like that. Again, mainly because of the sugar part of it. Now, yeah. I like yeah. all those items. Um, uh, well, you know, we're programmed to, right? <laughs> yeah, we are, and that's a big thing. I'm anyway. Another thing I did, which is pretty crazy is uh, when they had this no smoking 
banned across the country, you know, mm-hmm. secondary smoke. And uh, you may not be aware, but Missoula was one of the leading cities in the United States, either the first or second city in the United States to institute a no smoking ban. I do, I do kind of remember this. Yeah, yeah this was when I was a, a teenager that yeah. this started happening. Yeah, and uh, I was always very adamant about that, yeah. uh, about my kids being around smoke. I smoked when I was a teenager. My dad smoked, and even then he had to go outside of our home when he visited to smoke because I was, you know. But uh, I was pretty, so I basically at least 10, 12 years before anybody in the state of Montana did this, I had no smoking at our restaurant, our little restaurant. Mm -hmm. And we would have people come in, a party of six, turn around and walk out because somebody had to have a cigarette during their meal. Yeah. And that was pretty hard to take as a business person, but my convictions were real strong there. So anyway, about 12 years after I started the no smoking ban, initially for the first few years, 10, five, six years, they were smoking. And then I said, no more of this. And then they started the, uh, a group that I, they invited me to become a member of. It was like two or three doctors, the heart association lady and the Missoula nutritional lady or whoever, uh, health department lady, and we would meet, the 12 of us, in the formulation of this plan, the no smoking ban, so to speak, yeah. for Missoula. And there would be uh, city council meetings I would go to when they discussed this ban, and <laughs> I'd actually jump right into a city council seat because it was vacant only. <laughs> they would allow <laughs> me to sit there. Uh, I was the only business person that was on this group, by the way. And because oh, okay. uh, at the time that was pretty controversial. Everybody thought they'd go out of business if they started if they, no Yeah, smoking. if they started banning smoking, yeah. So anyway, I real strongly was behind that. The Missoulian would put my editorials right ahead of everybody else, you know, and run articles. And actually KPAX television, I think it was Joe Valley, came out and did an interview. Oh, wow. Uh, at my, 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 under, uh, my, uh, thoughts on the smoke, no smoking ban because mm-hmm. there was some things I didn't like about it. It was not fair to everybody. It wasn't a level playing field. So I feel pretty... So anyway, we were one of the first cities in the country to do that. And at that time, Ireland and England and no yeah. place else was... They were just starting to get into that, get into the no smoking thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now it's all over the world, pretty much. Pretty much, so yeah. That I was pretty satisfied that uh, you know my understanding of that uh, mm-hmm. no smoking in it and it finally came to fruition that it is so well now i'm back i i quit so the bread and roses you want to say talk about oh well i mean we can talk about anything really i'm you know i'm um i'm just curious about about the story of how you how you got to this this point uh both with bread and roses and and what happened? Uh, so you were you had this place in Missoula, where you're serving healthy meals at a a, a, a discounted price, you yeah. could say, absolutely, um, to make it affordable for for everyone. And what? But what prompted you to give that up? Okay, I uh, I, I did just what you said for like thirty years, mm-hmm. and I did always try to make it affordable. And for 25 years or so, or 26 years or 27 years, it was like, at the end, like five, $6 meals. 
Yeah. Which, you know, that was still affordable. But And then the last two years, I was getting very frustrated. I wasn't attracting the unhealthy people. Uh, it was only a, I always call it a beauty pageant. Guys and gals coming, they're all healthy people that were gotcha, coming yeah. to my place. They were there four or 5,000 times they came to my place. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't reaching the target group that I started out originally at the very beginning to reach. So the last two years that I was in business, if you will, I don't really call it a business in Missoula, I cut that price structure from $6 to $3 and gave them even a more healthy, a better meal, super good meal, and had for two years had nothing but standing line only of healthy people coming in. Oh, wow. Okay. And no un- unhealthy people came in, like zero. <laughs> but it was, and I wasn't, I was losing money on every meal I served, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a staff of four or five people and whatever else. And so after two years, I just said to hell with it and decided I've been doing a, I've, you know, kind of got disgusted with people. And so I got a little the business. Got a little jaded. Yeah, as I just say. was, you know, I wasn't having any impact on mm-hmm. my target group. So I sold the place over like six thousand dollars or some ridiculous now, you know, the equipment and all that, and yeah. just uh, took off. And I got interested in sailing and then sailed for twenty years. And I still have my sailboat. For tw- you just went sailing for twenty oh, years. Oh, I th- no, well, I've had the boat for twenty years. Oh, okay, I, okay, I okay. Spend, I, that's not quite clear. I'd spend like three months every summer on the water. Oh, okay. And okay. friends would visit my wife, and always at anchor, no dock fees or mm-hmm. <laughs> or anything. So it's just something I enjoyed. I learned a lot about sailing. Um, I don't really want to talk a lot about myself and sailing because I could spend no, the go rest on, of the day, please. but I, I just love sailing. And as you learn it more and more, it's mm-hmm. just very rewarding. Is it? It was single-handed, and I, I, I did sail to Hawaii and back by myself and my dog, my black dog, Chip. Oh, man. And uh, it was 14 days, six hours going over, 22 days, six hours coming back. And I would do it again today in a New York minute what? if I wasn't doing my bread and roses project, you know. So, what is, what is that like being out there? That is that's a a massive journey. Yeah, well, you you know you got to be able to be comfortable in your own skin somewhat. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's really it could be boring, to sure. I slept a lot. I had autopilot and all that, but. Uh, the conditions were such that I had generally good sailing. There was some rough weather. Mm-hmm. And uh, you actually just have to occupy yourself either with a book. or I, I actually start started writing my uh, an autobiography or whatever oh, really? you okay. call. And I think I lost it because my computer broke. I had like <laughs> no. 35 pages, single space, and then it broke or whatever. But uh, so you just got to occupy yourself. You got to look. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to watch the water because there's nothing for a thousand miles, you know. So, Ooh. but it's just, it's it's not dangerous at all, <laughs> at even close. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, the the danger comes from from within. I guess a little bit. I, from from my case, you know, I like I like going in the woods and yeah. you know having solitude and that kind of thing. But I just. There's something about being on the open ocean and being alone on a boat yeah. that that, that, <laughs> may, that makes me nervous in my soul yeah. in a way that I, I I can't quite deal with. Well, that's, that's really common, and you've seen movies and yeah, all kinds yeah. of stuff, and that 
brings on those feelings to a high degree. Uh, uh, once you actually, you know, participate in the activity, you learn your own abilities. You learn the, how the boat can take care of you. Sure, sure. Uh, all that subsides away pretty much. I have absolutely zero fear of going to Hawaii and back again. I mean, in no way do I have any concern about that. And I'm mm. 79. <laughs> I, I would be more careful. My balance isn't what it used to be. Sure. And I hate to have to climb the 58-foot mast today. I'm not <laughs> sure I could do it anymore. I've done it like 20 or 30 times. Right now, I'm not sure I'd be physically able to do it. But other than that, I can handle everything out pretty pretty well. Wow. And I would, if it wasn't for this project that I'm doing here in Florence, <laughs> you'd, you'd Montana, be out there. I'd be out there so <laughs> quick. It's, it's, that's why I can talk forever about sailing. I just well, love it. The I, I fishing, guess, the whole nine yards, everything about it. Well, know? I guess that speaks to how important this project is then that you're... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's mighty important. I don't want to get teary eyes because when I think about it, it's so, it is so important to me. Uh, what I'm trying to do is is uh, work with individuals mm-hmm. and families on uh, lifestyle changes. Yeah, and so many families uh, need various aspects of their lifestyle to change. And then I also want to work towards social changes, society changes out here. Yeah, yeah. You've got to make society changes out some, you know. And that's what Bread and Roses is, is trying to do. We're working in the, the again, with the exercise, with the nutrition, yeah. with the, the nutrition, with the social skills mm-hmm. and enjoyment, meet, meeting others, and the environmental thing. Those are the four pillars of the stool. That I that we're building bread and roses. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt. I'm just gonna push this a little closer to you. So anyway, uh, direct personal, you know, changes. You can work with people. Yeah, yeah. You can individually one on one talk to them and or their family, and get them actively. I, that's what I'm doing right now. It's working pretty well. I mean, I'm bringing not so much families, but people are coming in, playing a little pickleball and mm-hmm. laughing, and it's terribly rewarding. Because they're getting out and just really enjoying each other, you could just sense it. The vibes are it's, incredibly positive. Yeah, it can be things far more than just pickleball. It can be board games too. So it's not just pickleball, but that happens to be what I'm doing now. Because I'm kind of working towards getting the deli, the nutritional part of the project going. That's where the nutritional part will come in, and then uh, and that's had a little bit of a setback. And it should be up and running maybe next September, October, hopefully. Of of twenty twenty-three or twenty twenty-four? Of of twenty-three. Okay. Yeah, actually I've had the the facility, the kitchen, everything ready to go for two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just have some setbacks mm-hmm. and I'm working through them. Not personal, but it has to do with you know uh the bureaucrats a little bit. Through the through the county. Through, through the, the county because of the, the other the and, department. And they're all good people. They're just have what rules they got to follow. So, sure, <laughs> you, know. you know, and and working in the real estate industry, I I understand the yeah. the uh, the frustration that can come with um, the Department of Environmental Quality in the yeah. in the Valley County. It yeah, they well, that's just the way <laughs> they it is. they well they I mean they're they have a lot of work ahead of them. Yeah. This valley has grown significantly and and quite quickly yeah. in the last several years, and there it's a it's a big problem to manage, but. Um, but yes, I, 
I, I agree with you. There is, there is, um, you're kind of working on this like trifecta of nutrition and exercise and community and these society. Yeah. Social. These, these things are, you know, I watched that, that video that you told me about Good. Good. and I liked it. You know, it was, but it was very informative and you know, I, it's, it's a lot of things that I found, um, well, that, that I've known before, right. at least nutritionally. Like, so right. I'm, right. I, I'm very big into, into proper diet and exercise and, and, you know, building a, a system of in your life that is beneficial to your life. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, eating, eating well, getting exercise, getting outdoors, uh, you know, having people in your community that, that you interact with mm-hmm. in, in a healthy and, and often, you know, in fun ways. Right. And these things are, have become, it's always been something that's been important to me, especially nutrition and exercise, you know, even from when I was a teenager, but in the last couple of years since, especially since the, the pandemic mm-hmm. hit, it, it, it kind of put it into <laughs> a new light for me and how important yeah. it is to, to eat properly. And it's, um, it's led me to be a lot, um, a lot more discriminatory about the things that I eat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this video, um, if anybody wants to watch it, I'm going to post it in, in the, in the comments on, or in the, uh, the description in YouTube and see if I can link it up in Spotify as well. Cause it's, um, it's really informative and it's a very interesting look on, um, metabolic disease in this country. Yeah. yeah the, the fella, that does the video is, is Dr. Robert Lustig out of the University of California, San Francisco. And uh, if you want to spend some time, you look up his credentials. And he's just yeah. been really, I mean, into about everything and just an incredible person. I, he has actually like 30 or 40 videos. I just, mm-hmm. I just stumbled. I've watched several of them, but the one that I that uh, Ryan's talking about it was done at the Montana State University. Yeah, at the, yeah. Uh, Museum of the Rockies, I believe. Museum of the Rockies back in March 12th, 2018. And that was four years before, well, that was a couple years before COVID and Mm -hmm. four years ago. But what he says in that video has just gotten far, far worse. Oh, yeah. Conditions are far worse. It is, it is incredible to, you know, even, even before watching the video, like I, I've been, like I said, I've been very adamant about checking the things that I eat and what's in them. And it is so hard to find food that doesn't have added sugar in it anymore. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Like yeah. e- jerky has the second ingredient <laughs> yeah. is sugar. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, I, I can't go to the, gro- I can only buy a few items at the grocery store anymore. Yeah. Cause I, it's like bananas, peanut butter, like just peanut butter, <laughs> not the yeah, GIF yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Kefir and cheese, and that's basically all I can buy at a grocery store anymore without... Yeah. Sugar is definitely a big, big-time factor. And yeah. Dr. Lustig, uh, that was his claim to fame where he got started with a thing called bittersweet and on and on. But it's far more than just sugar. It's the whole processed food thing. Yes. And a lot of it yeah. does have sugar. Some does not have sugar, and it's still lousy stuff to eat. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. our whole... Uh, a lot of people's diet has just got to change drastically from, you know, from the fast food just all the way through. And we could go on forever about this. And people can do, of course, individual research on it. But there's, 
there's not much actual talk about changing the diet out here. I mean, well, there's not much talk, and it's not it's not necessarily an easy thing to access either. I mean, it, when you when you look at it, the the price per calorie of eating yeah. certain foods, it's it's also an economic issue, right? Because absolutely, the, you go to the grocery store and you spend a dollar, you're going to be able to get you know, 500 calories in, in processed food, or maybe 150 calories in, in something that's natural. You know, this is really what Ryan just said. For example, if you needed 2000 calories a day or 2,500 calories a day, uh, for 65 cents, you can get that out of sugar. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) But to get that out of wholesome food, it'll probably cost you four or five dollars. And I think that's what Ryan was just saying. Uh, and to make food, food, and that again is what Bread and Roses is going to be doing. And we're going to be using uh, basic foods that are nutritional. Mm-hmm. And we're going to basically run it like more like a deli. Okay. One pound containers, not... And, uh, and I'm pretty much running it at as a nonprofit, I'm trying to cover basically the f- cost of the food, the gas, and, and no, no coverage of gas, electricity, rent, or labor, mm-hmm. just the food costs. So, and I'm not trying to put other restaurants out of business at all. That's not my goal. Uh, I'd like to see other restaurants change a little more and start offering more and more nutritional products. Sure. And that will occur uh, as the demand, you know, as, yeah. as a popular uh, yeah. demand. Let me just say something like societal changes, you know, just mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it goes way back, like bread and roses was way back when uh, women's suffrage and women didn't even have a right to vote then. So that was a societal change back in 1910 or whenever that occurred. Then later on, Johnson, President Johnson came out, and there was some societal changes with civil rights. Those are major societal changes. Then like 40 years ago, uh, they started to come out with safety belts or, or seat belts in cars yeah. and bicycle helmets. And those are, that was a societal change. Uh, DUI, drinking while driving, in, intoxicated, that has become a societal change where we don't that isn't practice. That's true. Much. That's that's funny you bring that up. I just I saw a video recently um, about a news piece about when that was happening. Yeah, and it was it was really interesting to see how certain people approach it. There was um, uh, yeah, it was this video that came up on Instagram, and it was um, they're interviewing these individuals, and they're like, I can't believe what the what the government thinks they're doing, taking away our freedoms. If a man yeah. can't work and oh, yeah. have a couple beers on his drive home, and like <laughs> this kind of thing, it's like you know, all of a sudden, and this one woman's like, ah, you know, they let him do this, and the next thing you know, we're going to be a communist country. Yeah, and like, <laughs> well, those are, you know, and I'm certainly for individual rights and freedoms. I mean, to an nth degree, I'm the most <laughs> anti people telling me what to do. There is, <laughs> sure. you know, but. Uh, there's some things that are important, I think, to kind of at least make people aware of. Uh, another societal change is the smoking, which I already talked about. Yeah. Uh, Forty years ago, like, you know, everybody smoked. It was a cool thing to do. The marble man, you name it. Oh, yeah, your doctor and, smoked. Even. Yeah, your doctor. You know? yeah, so so that's, those are societal changes. And, and I want to work towards some societal changes, too. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, but they are going to be like the nutritional thing. We've got to make major changes in our diet. Oh my goodness, yeah. I mean, and I and I don't want to sit here and tell all the negatives about childhood obesity is now 25 million kids with childhood obesity or overweight where 30 years ago it was one third of that yeah and see yeah. now now montana happens to have a very low childhood obesity rate compared to the rest of the country Do we're we? one I, of didn't, the, I didn't know that yeah we're one of the very lowest and i'm not sure why that is but i just want to say hey let's be aware it's getting worse and worse throughout the country, and it's going to hit Montana children more and more. I mm -hmm. mean, we need to be aware of how to take care of our children. Uh, the obesity rate in adults, the same thing. Yeah. We need to face up to that. But even people that appear to be healthy and, and uh, not obese, they're unhealthy too. They have metabolic diseases, cancer and diabetes too. Yes. So it's not just overweight people that are causing a problem to our health care system. But the thing is, there's got to be changes made, and that's a societal change. And I think we're like, I think Dr. Haskett said maybe uh, a third of the way there. We start mm -hmm. becoming aware a little more of the value yeah, yeah. of good nutrition and less sugar and less processed food and on and on. But uh, we're a long ways, and someday uh, eating this crap will become not a frowned on. More yeah, I can only I can only hope so. Honestly, I can only hope it's, so myself. <laughs> it it yeah. really it it breaks my heart a lot of times when I see, you know, I, if I'm at the grocery store or I'm just out about town and I see teenagers just, I mean, they've got these 16 ounce cans of yeah. Red Bull and yeah. that they're drinking, and it's like you, one, you're young, you shouldn't be needing extra energy, yeah. and that thing is mostly sugar as well i mean it's it's basically from from a young age it's so forced upon us oh, yeah. to and consume even, it even in the birth canal it could be transferred over to the yes infant. not infant that but, that blew my mind yeah, in that uh, the, in that, that video I, when when he brought that up yeah. that that sugar the the diet of the mother can cross the placenta and yeah. affect the child and they yeah. can come out more or less yeah. addicted to the to sugar <laughs> already and it's you know yeah. it just it that may, that gave me pause because it's it really um, it really notes how much of a drug that refined sugar is. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. Again, I don't want to just put all this on sugar, but it's a big factor. But there's other things when you talk about children, and I hate to even go into this, but we're like uh, I think the third worst in the country as far as uh, youth suicides. Montana is. Montana is. Really? Yeah, I think we're, uh, yeah, we're the third word. You know, uh, again, that goes back to <laughs> what's the causes of this. Of course, everybody's hearing more and more, and this is another societal change yeah. about the use of the smartphones and fast um, Facebooks and TikTok. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg how serious this is mm -hmm. on the you know, people communicating with each other and how we're losing that to a high degree, not, not making eye-to-eye -eye contact and on and on. And this is just part of the, the youth problem. But yeah. the poor diet, like you say, the bunch of pop and sugar and all that, that doesn't help. And uh, there's just a, a lot of factors I don't claim to understand 
all the problems. Oh yeah, it's definitely a multitude. It's a, it's a multi-front uh, assault basically on on us as as individuals and people and the poor diet, both poor poor consumption of food, poor consumption of media, lack of lack of community. I can't remember who said it, but it's, you know, we went from being being together to being alone together basically yeah. is yeah, that's, is yeah exactly <clears throat> well anyway all these there's quite a few factors that are enter into the reality is a lot of a uh, relatively unhappy people out yeah. here oh yeah and and uh young kids even older folks there's lonesome and depressed mm-hmm. a lot of people now that's not everybody a lot of the 70 percent of the society's fine but there's a good big chunk out here that's in kind of rough shape and needs oh, yeah. to be, make oh, changes. Yeah. And that, and that's where Bread and Roses is going to come in. Just give them a venue, you know, rub shoulders with others and laugh and be around some basic food stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, get a little exercise. These, all this stuff is just, uh, you know, I, I think we as a country, we're, we're just in pretty rough shape, the United States is, uh, <clears throat> with our general health. I mean that's you can research that all you want. Oh that's, yeah, and that's yeah. It I, no, for I sure. agree, I agree. And we got the you know the potential mm-hmm. to be by far we got the best time in the history of mankind with the doctors we have and the the food stuff that we have potential to use, uh, the the freedom to do all kinds of exercise and other activities. Yeah, yeah. So. And to be, you know, we have a lot of uh, opportunities to be very, very healthy and happy. But we've uh, so we've made so many habits that don't lead us in that direction. Yeah. So, you know, too much, you know, in front of the TV and action movies or video games and on the smartphones. And this is not only kids. This is adults, too, are suffering the same uh, problems as, as, as youth. And... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, again, without the communication, the social, there's just definite evidence that shows that's not healthy to be. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, and, like and it's that. definitely not kids either. I mean, I'm I'm going to be th- I'll be 35 in July, and it's it's part of my generation as well. We're not children. We're mm-hmm. we're we're adults, mm-hmm. and it's a, a significant portion of my generation is also affected by this, both poor diet and and not no physical activity or lack of physical activity and and isolation you know, communicating only through through their computer or through their smartphone and not a lot of social interaction in person to person. And it's, and you know, I, I was on the verge of this sort of thing myself. I was not in a great mm-hmm. mental state for a long time because of this. And uh, part of it was, I mean, it was kind of this, this breaking point during COVID of something, mm-hmm. something has to change and I really have to get, I have to get my health in, in order, both mentally and and physically, and it. Uh, luckily, I was in a place where I was not confined to my apartment or something like this. I I did have a community that I could um, interact with during that time, and it became very evident how important it is to have these social interactions because mm-hmm. I think that's an issue too, right? Is like you, some people just don't quite realize it that you really need the community aspect as well. well that's that's again really been proven beyond doubt the community yeah. and volunteerism can help you a lot mm-hmm. too for your own uh, happiness and contentment 
but uh, absolutely, I, 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 that's all, you know, so important. And, uh, you know, there's very, there's little opportunity really for people to get together in community. Uh, you know, 40, 50 years ago, a lot of people went to churches and you'd shake hands after and talk yeah, to people yeah. and all that kind of thing. So they had a little community interaction there. Again, you can be in sports activities with kids and stuff and get some, some community and some social interaction. But overall, other than your immediate tribal group of two or three people or whatever, a lot, a lot of people don't get much community or social interactions. And no, I mean, yeah, especially if you're, if you're you know, working a lot like you do these days and you know your your community is you go to work yeah so you have your work community and then you have your you may you might have your spouse that you see after work for a while and your family and then it's yeah. basically wash rinse repeat and yeah. it it's becoming more and more challenging to get out there and yeah and have these have groups of yeah actual groups like you're saying and and that that it's just, it's just pretty showing that that's beneficial to have a little kind of some social interaction other than just your wife and two kids and that's it all well that's that's what we are you know we're social beings we're we're meant to be in in tribes more or less uh you know of uh of people that we can communicate with and and experience things with and it's not this solo adventure Mm -hmm. that we're on Mm -hmm. you know we we are meant to have people around us yeah and i think that just has a lot to do with uh making people feel better about themselves, have a more happier uh, environment. So uh, it's all very, in, very important stuff there. So that's what Bread and Roses is all about, and that's <laughs> what we're trying to do. I, I would like to uh, see it almost as a, the, the little deli thing, the, the, uh, the gymnasium and the youth center all be pretty much uh, free of charge, and that's going to require – of course, some donations to cover mm-hmm. the costs. Uh, you know, and that's been my my direction as far as I don't really, really want to call it a business because it's not a business at all. It's just something yeah, I, yeah. I want to do with the last you know seven, eight, ten years of my life is you know give an opportunity for people to be around uh, the nutrition, the exercise, the social. And, yeah, uh, just to make it available. Make it available to people, and uh, and right now there's not. Really, too much you can do. I mean, exercise can be done right in your backyard or taking a walk. Oh, up in sure, the mountains. yeah. So yeah. that's motivation. Oh, yeah, we're lucky here that we can just right. You know, we got mountains and tons of trails around here that you can. You almost have no excuse in, in, <laughs> yeah, <absolutely laughs> in this right. area not to not <laughs> it, to get some form of exercise. It's just a matter of in, encouraging people to develop that habit. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. have flat. You know, you know, they just sit around in front of the television. Oh, they they, there's there's a definite and, motivational yeah. issue at hand as well. And and all this is basically habitual changes that mm-hmm. needs to be made. I yeah. mean, you can make that decision to eat that sugary donut or eat an, an apple, for example. You know, that's a decision you can make. And so a lot of this is just going to be individual changes. Like I say, I, I, you know, I'm going to be just working with individual on an individual basis but i see society changes are going to be occurring too to encourage nutrition and and, well it it needs support from other people right you need you need people around you that can that are also going through this journey to be able to tell you that yes i know it's difficult to Mm -hmm. 
to not go after the donut, to not go after yeah. the candy bar. It might not bring the same dopamine rush to your, yeah. to your brain as the apple does, yeah. but long term, long term, your it's, happiness it's going to be, be yeah, it's going to be a yeah. much, a much yeah. better outcome. Yeah. And, uh, so that's, uh, what I'm trying to, to do, uh, is be part of a solution in a very small way in the Valley. But, but overall, uh, this is societal changes that's got to occur. We need to, those are, and those are difficult too. <laughs> yeah. And they're very difficult, but we're going to be forced to do that with a healthcare uh, situation, insurance, you know, yeah. just the whole thing with the that's, aging population and more knee replacements, more mm-hmm. metabolic diseases. Uh, diabetes is right now uh, like one out of 10 people have diabetes. And in, in like just a very few years, they're predicting it's going to be one out of four people with diabetes. Oh, and that's not only o- obese, overweight people. It's people that appear healthy that are getting the diabetes also. Yes, that's... The same number almost. That was another thing that yeah. really yeah. So, broke my brain a little bit yeah. in that video as well, is that you have... It's not everybody, not 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 just overweight and and you know quote unquote fat people right. that are that are having these issues. It's it's also people that you would ass- just by looking at assume are <laughs> are healthier individuals because they're they're skinnier. Right. Uh, but you you know you yeah. you take a look at the inside and they have like fatty liver disease yeah. and they're. Yeah. What, what do you call it? It's thin on the outside, fat on the inside, the uh, tofi? He calls it tofi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, uh, there's, we both know, Ryan, young people, it, relatively young people, and that appear to be healthy that end up with cancer. Yeah. I know several. Yeah. I've played, they're a lot younger than me, <laughs> like 35 or 40, and actually have passed away of uh, unusual pancreatic diseases and stuff of that mm-hmm. nature. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, diabetes is in a lot of young people. And so, you know, uh, well, kids in school are having uh, diabetes. You know, well, it's uh, no wonder when they've got soda machines and these yeah. snack these yeah. snack machines in there that are... I, I, I remember being in high school and it, it just, it confused me so much that we had you know, these Pepsi-Cola machines all over the place in school. Yeah. And here are these teenagers getting, you know, feeding money into this machine to, yeah. to buy Pepsi. Yeah. You know, and they're drinking like two of them a day oh, yeah. and this kind of stuff. It's it just, <laughs> how how on earth are we providing a a healthy and, and safe space for children to learn and to grow yeah. and to be functioning members of society while we're f- basically allowing them to... To drink, yeah. you know, a cup of sugar a day. Yeah. On a personal note, I have three children, mm-hmm. and you know, I never had a carbonated pop in our refrigerator ever in their entire life wow. in my home. Now, when they went to parties with their friends in the seventh grade and tenth <laughs> grade, I'm sure all that stuff came out. Uh, but that's conviction I had, and and then a whole bunch of other stuff. I used yeah. to about two, three times a year, well, during the winter time, start throwing low-quality food that got into our home into the fireplace and burned it up. So, I mean, yeah, I just felt, you know. Uh, anyway, back to the metabolic diseases, cancer, high blood pressure, diabetes, and on and on. Uh, about 
75% or a big percentage of all those diseases can be uh, either, well, certainly prevented and can be uh, cured, cure is a bad word, but uh, reversed, Mm -hmm. you know, with changes. Now, like early onset secondary diabetes, it said that if you can catch it pretty early, you can turn that around pretty easy. Yeah. The further the years go along, it's more and more difficult. But even then, it can be changed quite a lot with diet and exercise uh, and social, because that social is more important than a lot of people realize. It helps your general health and longevity. Yes. Yeah. So by making these social and dietary and ex- exercise changes, most all these diseases can be uh, prevented mm-hmm. and even, again, I don't like using the word cure, but I think it could be, they can be pretty much cured. Uh, the, uh, the impact that would have on our country uh, economically is just huge. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's big, big time. And uh, it's going to, if we, and that's why I'm saying because of the, uh, the direction we're going right now, it's going to be so financially hard on the country, almost to a bankruptcy point because of our health care, uh, that we're going to be forced to make these changes. So societal changes sometimes are forced upon us, you know, like the safety belt law. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we knew the facts and and we were dealing with it. And I mean, I haven't worn safety belt only my last few years, to be real honest. (laughs) (laughs) When I got a little older, I questioned my judgment on the road. So I started snapping on a safety belt for the first time, probably only a year or two ago. I mean, that's a terrible thing to say, but that's the truth. So you, everybody thinks they can go it on their own. But the truth is you, you should get the facts behind you. There's all the information anybody needs. Obviously, you can find about nutrition, stress control, yeah. exercise. I mean, there's no end to um, the information available on the Internet and all that. So it's not something that you can't become aware of and knowledgeable of if you take the effort, the individual responsibility to do a little research and look into it. and that's Yeah, that, that is an important aspect. But it, it really does scare me, though, how much money is behind keeping things the way that they are. I mean, yeah. like, it it's appalling to me that, you know, you watch something like professional sports or even the Olympics. They have advertisements for McDonald's and Coca-Cola, and then oh, yeah. you see these athletes eating this food yeah. for, uh-huh. you know, they're being paid yeah. however much money to, to do this thing. And... It it's this propaganda message that yeah. oh no these things are okay to propaganda. eat don't don't worry see yeah. even even these athletes are consuming these things so yeah. it can't be that bad the, yeah you know it it it, it puts it, it's like we're being gaslit in yeah. in in this sense and yeah so it it really worries me how much how much money is behind. Yeah you know, keeping these systems this way. Yeah, let me interrupt here. What you said, like the propaganda or the marketing or whatever, but I've said to a lot of friends of mine, you know, I said, yeah, you can see a thousand things that aren't conducive to good lifestyle to ever one thing you see on television. Oh, yeah. Talk about a radio. Mm -hmm. So almost everything you're hearing is just really not that conducive to a better lifestyle. But there's money behind it all. Yeah. And that's... Really, the, the way, pretty much what drives the whole thing is the economics of it. And, uh, you know, we just, 
we've just gotten ourselves in a mess. Our, uh, the economy of the country is based on propping up these businesses and corporations that actually are not helping our health, health of the country. And, you know, it's really hard to tear them down because that's where the economy, that's what makes us work, the consumerism and all that. But so much of what we're consuming is not good for us, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, we can we can still be we can still consume and and drive the economy in a way, but also consume things that are good for us. Absolutely. I think. You know, I think yeah. I think there's there is a possibility to do that and an inability to do that. Yeah. But more people just have to want it. Yeah, you're exactly what you said. When the demand comes there, yeah. all these corporations can make changes you know and and offer better better products and uh it's gonna i mean i think most of the corporations can come around and offer a better product whether it's a more economical car because of the environmental issues or whether it's uh well i'm just saying that you know uh, so much can be changed and be profitable still and give a better lifestyle for people so yeah well, I'm glad you're working on that, at least, with yeah. with Bread and Rosa. So how do people, if people want to come uh, play pickleball or ride the exercise bikes or just yeah. come to your facility, how what's what's kind of the the outline there? Well, I really don't do much in, at all in marketing. I have a couple uh, signs out in front of my place, and yeah. one of them has a phone number on it. And they can either text me or phone me, and, and I'll tell them how to get get involved and right now, it's, I'm keeping it pretty low key. Okay. The demand is like yesterday. We had a couple sessions at Saturday afternoon, and there were like 36, 37 people in there playing pickleball. Oh, wow, nice. We split it up into two sections. Uh, and this is there's just a big demand. Pickleball happens to become pretty popular. I've noticed. I've heard a lot about it in recent years. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, again, I want it to be far more than pickleball. What I'm trying to do. In fact, that. If it was just pickleball, I'd, I'd be leaving the place tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I have very little interest in the pickleball. I like to play, but what I do enjoy is seeing people have fun and get, get a little exercise and treat each other decently. And I'd like, and then I want to bring the nutritional in as soon as I can. Yeah, I with hope a, that without the nutritional thing, I'm really not going to be around very long trying to operate that place. But that's coming along, and it should good, be good. going in September. And that's where my main interest is. Again, I see very few places in promotion of healthy diet. You yeah. Know? Uh, and and I, I believe a lot of the restaurants will start serving more and more healthy diet as time goes along and the demand comes along. But that's where my main interest has been for the last 50 years of my life, so is the nutritional side of it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people can run a pickleball court or have other kind of exercise facilities a lot of them do a very good job you know mm-hmm. the, the peak in missoula and down here at the canyons and all over uh, but there's few places promoting the nutrition like i'm gonna do you know yeah and, yeah and, and and i'm not trying to make it affordable for people so almost anybody can make the change not only for financial reasons of course that's part of the motivation but also mainly for the nutritional reasons to make changes so, mm-hmm. and it can be done and uh and it's, I'm excited about getting that going. That's the last part of this bread and roses that I need to get, you know, finished up on. So. Awesome. Well, I hope everything comes along yeah. as it's supposed to. I know it's taken a lot longer than 
<laughs> than you've wanted. But um, yeah, I hope I hope that from here on out runs smoothly and it really comes together. I I'm it's a very very cool organization that's that's happening right there. Yeah. I like the like I said before, you got you got the the trifecta going of community and nutrition and, and exercise all, all kind of under one roof. And the, and the the environmental, if you've ever seen it in the springtime, summer and fall, my daughter has done incredible amount of work there. It's the most beautiful facility. I shouldn't say facility, but along the Creek there. Oh yeah. Outside venues and whatever. So it's been, uh, that's the other part is the environmental, but it's hard to define that part of it, but that, but anyway, all of all those four factors are what I'm trying to work on, and uh, and we've had a lot of response. You know, we've had uh, it, actually, I didn't charge anything at all to use the facility for quite a while. We had memorial services there. The the Florence uh, Junior Prom was held there. Some of the veterans groups were come in and okay. use the facility, and that's what I want the place to be for community groups of that nature. Yeah. Whether we have to charge a little bit or not to cover the cost a little bit, probably. But um, it's so I just wanted to bring the landscaping out there it makes it pretty nice too for people. And uh, so everything's going exceptionally well. I just um, had a little setback for the last year or so with the nutritional, getting the nutritional part going in the deli. But that's going to come around here pretty quick, I believe. Good. <laughs> so, yeah. Good. So, Bread and Roses, located in Florence, right there on the south side, yeah. southwest side of the of town. Yeah. And if people want to get in contact with you, what's the best way? Uh, yeah, about my the phone number most people are using is uh, 406-239. I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> 239, what is my phone number? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I have a blank right now. But uh, you basically text or phone me. And uh, uh, then I'll try to, if you want to play pickleball or learn about it, it's we'll just fit you in one of the groups and everybody has, you know, I'm pretty good to, time. I'm trying to find it myself. I can't find it. I will, I'll, I'll put it up on, on the thing as well and we can. Uh, I think it's 369-2510, I believe it is. Is that what it is? 406-239, 369-271. 271. Okay. All right. So officially, if you, if you want to get in contact with Silas and play, uh, play some pickleball, uh, give him a call at 406-369-2710. Go check out Bread and Roses. Do you have a website? Uh, my my grandson and daughter put up something called Facebook. Okay, but so if, you're... if you look up uh, Bread and Roses Montana, you have to put Montana. You'll you'll get that Facebook, but you can also see a whole lot of other uh, little TV things that were done on what I'm okay. trying to do, and big time news newspaper articles. Excellent, full page, so you could get a kick Perfect. out of reading some of that, maybe. Perfect. Well, yeah. Silas, thank you so much again for being here. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you coming down and taking the time out of your day to do this. Well, you're a great guy, Ryan, and I really appreciate what you're doing for the community in the <laughs> valley you. here. So good luck in the future. Thank you, sir, and you as well. I'd love to have you on again. And, uh, yeah, thanks for being here. All right. Bye, everybody. Okay, take care.